Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, we pray as we read this chapter we would realize that we are managing things under you. We pray that we would be good stewards of the things you put in our hands. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. 1 Corinthians 16 Now, concerning the collection for the saints, just as I gave directions about it to the churches of Galatia, so you do also. On the first day of the week, each one of you put aside something, saving up to whatever extent he has prospered, in order that whenever I come, at that time collections do not take place. And whenever I arrive, whomever you approve by letters, I will send these to take your gift to Jerusalem. And if it is worthwhile for me to go also, they will travel with me. But I will come to you whenever I go through Macedonia, for I am going through Macedonia, and perhaps I will stay with you or even spend the winter, so that you may send me on my way wherever I may go. For I do not want to see you now in passing, for I hope to remain some time with you, if the Lord allows it. But I will remain in Ephesus until Pentecost, for a great and effective door has opened for me, and there are many opponents. But if Timothy comes, see that he is with you without cause to fear, for he is carrying out the Lord's work, as I also am. Therefore do not let anyone disdain him, but send him on his way in peace, in order that he may come to me, for I am expecting him with the brothers. Now concerning Apollos our brother, I urged him many times that he should come to you with the brothers, and he was not at all willing that he should come now, but he will come whenever he has an opportunity. Be on the alert, stand firm in the faith, act courageously, be strong, all your actions must be done in love. Now, I urge you, brothers, you know about the household of Stephanus, that they are the first fruits of Achaia, and they have devoted themselves to the ministry for the saints, that you also be subject to such people and to all those who work together in labor. Now, I rejoice over the arrival of Stephanus and Fortunatus and Achaicus, because these make up for your absence, for they have refreshed my spirit and yours. Therefore, recognize such people. The churches of the province of Asia greet you. Aquila and Priscilla. Aquila and Prisca greet you in the Lord many times, together with the church in their house. All the brothers greet you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. The greeting is by my hand, Paul's. If anyone does not love the Lord, let him be accursed. O Lord, come. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. My love be with all of you in Christ Jesus. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. This is the last chapter of 1 Corinthians, so Paul is switching from teaching to some logistics and greetings. Of course, there is still a lot for us to learn from this chapter. Paul starts talking about money. He wants each of them to be putting aside some money each week so that all of the money will be ready when the time comes to send the gift to Jerusalem. Paul worked hard to make this gift happen, and he had a few reasons to try to do this. First, there was a need in Jerusalem, so this is a way to fill that need. But more importantly, Paul saw this as a way to unify the Christians, especially the Gentile and Jew Christians together, so they would see each other as one body of Christ. So Paul is not only concerned with getting it done, he's concerned with doing it the right way. So he wants them to be preparing for this well ahead of time, so it isn't a last-minute deal. He wants some of the Christians in Corinth to carry the money. They didn't have a banking system with wire transfers, so someone would have to carry gold and silver. 
Paul didn't want to be carrying the money because someone might think he was profiting from it. So he wants them to appoint some people to carry it. Paul wants this to mean a lot more than just throwing some money at a problem. Paul says he plans to come to Corinth eventually. He plans to stay in Ephesus until Pentecost. Then he will travel through Macedonia and end up in Corinth. He doesn't say it, but he will be picking up people in Macedonia with the money they were collecting at the same time. He hopes to send Timothy to them, so he says if Timothy comes, they should treat him well. He had suggested that Apollos go to Corinth, but Apollos did not think the time was right. But if the time was right, he would go to Corinth. We see here that Paul did not order everyone around. He strongly suggested that Apollos should go to Corinth, but Apollos made his own decision, and that was not wrong. Paul speaks well of the house of Stephanus, who Paul says has devoted themselves to the ministry for the saints. I take it to mean that Stephanus is doing God's work full-time and he is being supported by Christians to do that. Paul says they should be subject to such people. I think he means that they should support them with money and should listen to their teaching. He specifically mentions that Aquila and Prisca greet them. This is the Priscilla and Aquila that had one time lived in Corinth. Paul mentions that he was writing the greeting with his own hand. That indicates that the rest of the letter was written down by someone else, like a secretary. The term they would use for that person was an amanuensis. O Lord, come, is about the shortest prayer, asking Jesus to return. He ends wishing them grace in Jesus and his love in Jesus. And now for a deeper dive. Collecting money is a necessary part of most endeavors, including Christian endeavors, and it can easily bring out the worst in people. Paul is very careful about making this collection of money turn out for good. People over the years have taken different views about this collection and how it applies for us today. I think we should take this as a good example, but not a specific command for us today. The collection was for a particular purpose, and I expect that this setting aside on the first day of the week ended once they handed the money to the one selected to deliver it to Jerusalem. Some people believe that the money of the whole church was being set aside together in one place, while others believe that each individual was setting aside the money in his own place. We tend to assume that what we read in the Bible matches what we are currently doing. So if you are used to people passing a plate around in the middle of your worship service, then you assume that is what Paul is talking about. But things are very different now. Where I am a member, most of the donations to the church are made by check, and we deposit them in a bank account owned by the church. But they didn't have checks in Paul's day. The money would have been coins, gold, and silver. We don't read about a church owning a building in the Bible. So where would that money be stored? Well, if it was a common collection, it was probably stored in the house of one of the members of the church. Or if it was an individual collection, then it would have been stored in the individual members' houses. Paul mentions approving the money carriers in the letters. I'm guessing that those letters would state the sum of the money given to each of the carriers, and when they arrived in Jerusalem, they would provide the money along with the letters, and the money would be counted to verify that it matched. What I'm trying to say is that there are some principles they were following of being intentional and being careful to be clear that everything was above board and no one was being dishonest. How we do that today will be quite different in the details, but hopefully we will be following the same principles. So how should we handle giving money today? Well, be intentional. So set aside money regularly for that purpose. It makes sense to donate a regular amount when there's a regular need, such as supporting a minister. If you have a budget for your finances, it makes sense to put money into an envelope, account, or accounting column for charitable giving. 
so that when needs arise, you have the money ready. If you are like most of us and not quite that organized, we should still be ready for every good work when the opportunity arises. Then we should be careful about how we handle the money so that everything is above board, and we should expect that of the people who are money messengers. I think that preachers who are receiving support from multiple sources should provide accounting information to the people who are donating to them. And I think we should all remember that everything we have is from God. We are all money managers. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.